You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live from the Golden Belt Diner. I'm your old pal, Gladys Knight. And I'm your good buddy, the deadweight they call the Pips. (laughs) (laughs) If you're keeping score at home, this is episode 71, the Early Bird Special Edition. This is uh, probably the earliest we've ever recorded a weekday podcast. Yeah, yeah. I know we've done weekend ones like early in the day. But yes, for a weekday one, this is the earliest. Uh, nice. It's kind of. I mean, I st- I I still look at this uh, as a hobby. I look at it as a enjoyable activity. But it's gonna kind of be nice to get it uh, to get it in the books kind of early, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love doing it, but the thing is, sometimes it just breaks up the night. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So I was riding home. Um, had a had a kind of a long day, but I was I was riding home, and today, and I was listening to uh, Spotify. Which, if you don't have Spotify, uh, I'd recommend it. Uh, it's similar to the Pandora stuff, but I, I don't know. Maybe it all has the same music licenses or whatnot. Um, but I feel like there's there's a lot more music. Um, the menus are a little more robust. Um, I, I just like it. Maybe it's kind of the cooler version of Pandora, and I've kind of bought into the packaging. But um, I was listening. I bought uh, the premium service. They were having a special, and it was ninety nine cents a month for their premium oh. service. So, what is um, it normal? Totally, uh, maybe seven ninety nine. Okay, Jeez, so that is a deal. Yeah, and and it's great. So you can listen to music on demand. Um, and I listened for some reason. I wanted to hear Vicky Lawrence's uh, "The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia." Yes, that's the night the lights went out in Georgia. Went Did out we in talk Georgia. about that last week? I don't think so. Uh, Why? It's on your mind. I, I must see. I've been such a whirlwind. It must have been when I was with my buddy. Yeah, when I was visiting DC, I was talking about uh, Carol Burnett's show and Vicky Lawrence with my buddy up there briefly in the car ride which uh the first time i was hip to uh the night the lights went out in georgia probably the same time and place everybody got hip to it that's that's our age was from uh reservoir dogs when they in the diner scene they're talking about it and he's like you know what song i heard the other day and i haven't heard it for since it was popular was the night the lights went out in georgia and i just figured out that it was Vicky Lawrence, who shot Andy. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, he says it in the song. So um, I was listening to that, and then I got on a kind of a Georgia playlist. Uh, Georgia on my mind. Yes. And then I got to probably what's my favorite Georgia-themed song is uh, Midnight Train to Georgia by Goddess Night and the Pips. That's a good one. And that, that it's probably... It's probably one of my favorite songs of that era. And um, the guy has to get out of town so fast. He can't He can't take it anymore. He needs to get on the midnight train to Georgia. He can't even wait until the morning. Yeah, because he's Cut. busted flat. 
cut it. He's cutting out of town, and Gladys gets on the train with him. Yep. No questions asked. She'd rather live in his world than be without him. Yes. In mine. Mine. Yes. So I turned off the. Um, I turned off Spotify and, and wanted to hear traffic or something, and uh, just as I turned it off, they play a commercial for um, Gladys Knight and the Pips. Uh, no, the Pips are not involved, unfortunately. Yeah, because the Pips were always bums. You know that. Like the Pips weren't three guys. Well, like who they were three together? guys, but Gladys Knight was all the talent. The Pips, I think, were related to her, and she was basically just helping them out. You know. That's the word on the pips from what I from what I heard. It's what my dad says. I think it's pretty much the book on them. Gladys Knight kind of employed the pips sort of as a charity project. <laughs> really? Yeah. Now I knew they never they never raised uh, they 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 never rose to the heights of Gladys Knight, but uh, I would assume that they were, you know, uh, at, at least well respected in their own you know in their own time in their own you know community like what's that movie there's a there was a documentary that came out uh, 20 feet from stardom yeah about the back something the, and then who were they they were Diana Rosses I mean, I think they sung for several different people but yeah that's what the, those are those are people that don't even get credit you know that's like when you go see a concert and they got the the singers back there you know right like even like on a leonard skinner album or something you know yeah the um yeah i always i I don't know maybe i was just growing up at a time when the pips were at their with the height of their uh of their popularity well i mean i used to always think about glass ain't the pips but my dad was like oh yeah pips are nobodies you know they were just relatives so now i'm looking at the wikipedia page and they do list gladys knight and the pips as an rb soul family musical act (laughs) <laughs> are they in the hall of fame uh, the hall of fame i mean glass knight has to be in the hall of fame yeah without a doubt so uh i mean glass knight would have to be in there if just for her role as the uh the mother on the flip wilson show the short-lived flip wilson show in the 80s <laughs> uh grand Hall of Fame. Yeah, they were inducted as an act into the rock and roll. Okay. Hall All right. That's good enough. Yeah, that's good in enough. 1996. Well, she's appearing uh, locally here at the uh, Count Basie Theater, which is, um, you know, probably a 1,500-seat theater, 1,000-seat theater tops. Yeah. That gets a lot of those kind of run shows. Um, and I was thinking about going. Okay. I was thinking about going. I, I was I was looking at her catalog, and she's got enough. Last night's great. She's got all kinds. Oh, she's unbelievable. Stuff. stuff that you don't even know is Gladys Knight is Gladys Knight. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that was the... I was the, your uh, woman, and you were my man. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, the cherry on top of what was otherwise a shit Sunday. Uh, for the for the rest of my day, I had a, uh, a just one of those days that just kind of sucks, but it's totally first world problem after first world problem. Yes, you know, like I had scheduled uh, a little bit of a half day off to hit the beach today, but I couldn't go to the beach um, yeah. in the morning because I had to go mow the lawn. You know, uh. like I'm. 
I'm lucky enough to have a to have a house that has a lawn, and I had to go mow it. Yeah, you know. So, uh, yeah, cut, cut into my beach time. And when I went to the beach, I um, I burnt my toe on the I burnt my foot on the sand. I have a huge blister on the bottom of my foot. While you were at the beach for leisure, not burning your toe because you're in a third world country, right? Uh, then I went to give blood and, um, after I gave blood, they only had one bottle of apple juice instead of two bottles of apple juice. So I had the second bottle I had to drink was cranberry juice. And then I was annoyed because I had to wait to meet up with the guy from the sports farm program who had a couple checks for me, you know, like shit that's not really a problem at all. But, um, the real the real issue I'm having is the um, my bonehead tenants have uh, uh, have bed bugs. Okay. So so I get a call yesterday and he's like, um, you know, we, we need to talk. Do you have a minute? He's like, uh, here's um, just want to give you an update on some stuff. I see some ants. The back door is not working. Um, you know, the ice maker's leaking. Uh, will you come over and cut the grass? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. These are all manageable tasks and all reasonable tasks. And he's like, but also we uh, we've got bed bugs. And I'm like, oh, okay, so get rid of your bed bugs. And he's like, I just wanted to see how you uh, how you want to handle this. Jeez. And I'm like, handle it? How the fuck am I supposed to handle it? And I'm like, well, how much does it cost to get rid of bed bugs? And he's like, well, it's like uh, twelve hundred bucks. And we had somebody come, and they um, they determined that it was from this back bedroom. Yeah. And he's like, that's where your old tenant used to live, right? She probably had bed bugs. And I was like, whoa, 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 slow down. There were no bed bugs in that house when I lived there. Yeah. Now I've done some research, and bed bugs seem like a lot bigger of a problem than they really are. Like fleas. I had, The dogs got fleas, um, and the house became overrun with fleas, and I had to fumigate it, and that was a big deal. Like fleas are a huge problem because they just, they're, they're egg-laying machines. Yeah. But bed bugs are reasonably easy to get rid of. They're very temperature sensitive. So if you make the house hot enough... They're very what? And then make the house cold enough, temperature sensitive. They can only live in a very small range of temperatures, very climate-controlled environment. So um, they're not that hard to get rid of. It's just labor-intensive because you got to jack the heat up in a room to over 120 degrees, and then you got to make the room colder than 60 degrees okay that's how you get rid of bed bugs yeah yeah so essentially you kill them and then you bring the temperature down and that kind of freezes them out and they're no more issues but they're trying to to pawn the um the ground zero patient zero on me they're trying to tell you that you know, it's the, the tenant from before, not them. Correct. Yeah. So trying to make them res- you responsible for eradicating. Exactly. Now, the first issue, or the first thing that came to my mind was, wait, did I leave a bed there? 
Yeah. Because I got a bed from a friend, um, and we put that in the back bedroom, and that was the bed that the that the the tenant or the boarder slept on. But like, first of all, she didn't complain about anything. She was super clean. Um, like we didn't have any problems when we were living there. I lived there for an entire year and didn't have any problems. She lived there with me for three months and there were no problems, but maybe they were in a bed. Yeah. You know, that we had gotten, but I went to my storage unit and I realized, uh, I took the bed out of the house. Okay. I put it in storage. So none of my furniture is there. So it couldn't even been left over. So I did some math. I mean, I did some research, and I, and I found out that bed bugs are um, can live up to three hundred days without somebody noticing it. Damn. Meaning they can live without feeding for three hundred days, but once they start feeding, then you'll definitely notice it. Yeah. So the tenant has been in the house two hundred and seventy-five days. So I did the math. And there's an 8% chance <laughs> that there were bed bugs there 25 days before they moved in for whatever reason. Yeah. So according to my calculations, I shouldn't be responsible for anything more than 8% of the eradication of the bed bugs. Yeah. Right? I think that's fair. You know, I'm glad they brought it to my attention. I'm glad they didn't, um, you know, just kind of slough it off, move out, and left me with a house full of bed bugs. So I, I kind of want to be fair, and I want to give them, you know, a little incentive to try to keep the appearances of the house up. But listen, they, they've been there for nine months. Yeah. Ten months. Yeah, I mean, that's a long time to be trying to throw the bed books on you. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've been there for nine months. All of a sudden, they got bed bugs. Oh, it's got to be the person be forceful. Right, exactly. And, you know, they've got a new guy who just moved in a couple months ago. Um, the old guy that was there with them. Um, not the old guy, the, the former uh, third roommate commuted back and forth to the city on the bus. Like... Yeah. Who knows where, where the point of entry is, but I'm pretty sure it's not me. I don't even know where the hell bed bugs come from, but it's been a big thing for like the past five or six years. Yeah. You know what? I think they've always probably been around. Uh, obviously, good night, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. Yeah, I mean, they've been around, but it's been like an epidemic, it seems like, for the last like six years or something, you know? I think because I think people commute more. I think people have more shared... Um, Activities. I think people are more upwardly mobile, maybe, that, like, they get around faster. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, the way to kill them off from your clothes is just to wash and dry your clothes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so who knows? So I have a big, big meeting with them. Uh, in the next day or so to figure that out. Because I want to do it in person. I just don't want to drop, you know, an email to say I'm only covering 8% of the cost. Because, I mean, I don't want them pissed off. I want them to be, even though they're bad tenants, I want them to be at least happy tenants. 
Exactly. Exactly. So that's, uh, I think the leverage I have is their lease is coming up and I don't think they want to leave. So, um, you know, they, they have incentive to get it fixed. So eh, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, other than that, I just had a bunch of, uh, like I said, first world problems throughout the, I guess bed bugs is a first world problem too, but, um, yeah, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of how I've been rolling. What are you up to? Uh, I'm just, I've just been doing a lot of work and it sucks. Yeah. Hey, did you switch to a speakerphone or something? No. Why? Uh, uh, you sound real, uh, real tinny and, um, I haven't done anything differently. And out there. Sounds like uh, you switched from like a headset to a microphone or something. Let me try something. Oh, right there, right there. Oh, uh, you know what? What do you say? You hear better now? Yeah, much better. All right. As soon as I switch, let me put the other headphone in. All right. Does this sound better? Yeah, absolutely. All right. You know what? You know, because I got those headphones with the little microphone on. Yeah. And I switched to the, I put it in one ear, but then the ear starts getting itchy when it's in there for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I switched to the other ear, and it was the ear. It was the, the phone without the microphone on it. But now I switch back to. Talk about first world problems. Yes, <laughs> yes. you're a little tinny. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was up all early today. It's, oh man, ever you know, a couple of weeks ago, like right before I left town. Computer at work starts sucking. The computer, my computer at work has sucked for a long time. Right. But my boss didn't really want to pay for it, but he was out of town. So I went up to Jared and I was like, dude, I'm going to go buy a computer or you can buy a computer. He's like, I was like, I can buy it. I'll just write off my taxes, you know? He's like, no, let me buy it. I'll write off my taxes. I was like, okay. Because something's all left up and it takes me like 20 minutes to open a file, which really sucks, you know? Yeah, right. So Jared's like, all right, well, go ahead and get a quote from the computer guys that do our stuff. And I sent it to him. And in the meantime, because this is when the computer guys were supposed to be looking at what was wrong with my computer. And a, the other kid calls me from the computer company. He's like, I can charge 250 to run a diagnostic because I can't find any problems. But you spend a 250 and that doesn't mean we're necessarily going to fix the problem. And I see you put in a quote, a request for a quote. I was like, yeah. I was like, don't do the 250 because that's going to be stupid if we're already putting a quote for the new computer anyway. You know, so I tell Jared, you know, and he, the guy, because it's a different guy, the guy that actually owns the company puts in a quote for the computer. So I'm like, great. Well, I'm going out of town. Uh, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be back on the Tuesday. Uh, so I'm going to be out, out of the office for two days. Hopefully you can get the computer in there by that time, you know? And um, well, I end up not getting back in the office till Thursday because I, my flight got delayed and I had a CLE on Wednesday. I get back to the office, no new computer. I'm like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck? You know? And I go down and tell Jared, this is that morning. I was like, did you get an email from that guy? He looks and it's from like the week before. Oh, yeah, here's the quote for the computer. I'm like, Jared, man. And he's like, oh, all right, I'll tell him you want it now. 
I was like, he never opened the email, you know? It's been uh, sitting in there for a week, almost a week. You know? Jared is, is uh, what's the guy's name, Bill? Jared, Jared is Bill's son. Huh? Is he a partner? No, it's his dad's thing. I mean, it's just a PLC, you know, professional law corporation or whatever, you know? Like, it's a, technically, it's just his dad's sole proprietorship. So, is everybody an independent contractor? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all three, like, independent contractors. It's just four attorneys, and it's soon to be three, because Jacob is moving out. He's got his own office. Oh, really? It's a big schism. It's a big scandal, too. Oh, you going with Jacob? No, I guess uh, apparently that was part of the deal that he that he told Bill. Bill told me he couldn't take me, which kind of sucks. I mean, not that I'm really dying to go do law work, but the idea that I'm being used like a pawn, you know? You're like a, you're like a piece of meat. Yeah, I'm a negotiating chip, you know? <laughs> Bargaining chip. Right. Yeah. Right. So he's like, you know, so I don't know. That's a whole big bunch of bullshit. You know, it's all about the BP stuff, and we don't really need to talk more about this on this forum right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say more than I should, you know? Yeah, right, 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 right. But, uh, but anyway, the computer still hasn't come in, and it takes me forever to do anything, and I had to write this had all this shit with this long short case you got to do fee petitions and i have to go through the file to find all the time i spent on stuff you know like every letter everything and that's how you get paid so it took me 10 times as long as it should to do that because i just can't access my file so freely that and no update on these guys about when the hell this computer's gonna be here but i feel like it should be here already you know, I mean, it's a Dell. And the other day, I was like, where the fuck's that computer? Why is it in here already? And Jared goes online and goes to, like, the Dell site and acts like he's ordered one. And, he, and even Dell says, six to eight days it ships. And I was like, what the fuck kind of world we live in that takes that long <laughs> to get a computer? Yeah, no shit. You know? Seems like, but I could probably go to the Best Buy and buy a computer, a PC, and walk out of there in two hours. You know? Uh, I was trying to find an air conditioning unit for the for my condo. My tenant um, was like, "Hey, listen, the AC's not working." And I, I don't know if it's, we talked about this, but it was a whole runaround to get somebody out to look at it. And it's a wall unit, so nobody repairs them. Blah blah blah. And I was like, "All right, I'll just replace it myself." But nobody stocks anything. Yeah, it's like two to three days, and it'll be here. I'm like, what? you're an air conditioned store. Yeah. By definition, you, you should have air conditioners. <laughs> and they're like, no, we keep them at the warehouse. And I'm like, ah, I guess that's just like the price you pay for the modern convenience, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, I don't know. Uh, so I'm still, you know, here it is. It was last Thursday. Computer should have been there by the day, in my opinion. I don't know. How can you run anything when it takes more than a week to turn around a computer? Well, especially since yours doesn't work. Yes. And it's crazy because, like, the receptionist who has no reason to have a computer other than to fuck around, 
you know, is freely fucking around on her computer all day, you know? It's certainly not to bring you your mail. Yeah, she sucks. <laughs> She's all surly. She sucks. Um, but I heard Jacob got her in the deal. No. He, he <laughs> <was her. laughs> I don't even think he's going to have anybody other than himself, I think. I think he's going to hire, like, one of those, like, he might hire somebody part-time, but I think he was thinking about getting, like, one of those services, you know? Yeah, man. There's so many ways to cut costs now. And, like, as yeah. frustrated as I get sometimes, like, I don't have an infrastructure. I don't have, you know, a, a fax machine. Uh, you know, the copy machine is an all-in-one printer. Uh, sometimes yeah. it scans, sometimes it doesn't. But, like, I remind myself that, you know what? There's way more benefit to being able to call my own shots, even though I don't have that infrastructure, than there is to have that infrastructure and have to deal with all of the political bullshit that goes on yeah. with a traditional office. And eventually I'll get to the point, hopefully, that I can afford some of that infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, I went to a CLE last week and one of the presentations was on like sole proprietorship, you know? solo practitioners and the guy was up there and it's you know he's like this is what you what you're gonna need the basics if you're just doing it yourself he's like you know it's like you can you can get gone for basically three thousand dollars you know right <laughs> like it, it's crazy how cheap it is it's like you need this it's you know a scanner you can get this for two hundred dollars you know it's one of the you know one of those new modern scanners where it just feeds feeds in it takes up very little room you know it's not like the glass thing you know it looks like a um paper towel uh tube yeah 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 you know like they have them in all the court and all the court offices you know all the clerk's offices that's what they have in all those places you know you don't even need that much it's crazy you can just you know i guess the 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 major cost would be like LexisNexis or Westlaw or stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's usually the major cost are all those type of services. Because another guy got up there, you know, one of the guys talking about computer stuff, you know, and he's talking about all these apps, and they have these apps to help you, but like they're they they charge just for the app, they'll charge a shitload of money, you know, just because they know they can, because you know. They think you need it, you know? Yeah. It's not like these, it's not like the 99, and that just boggles my mind, because apps to me were always like, 99 cents for an app, you know? Right, right, right. The idea that now there are apps where they charge you hundreds of dollars for something, you know? Yeah, business system apps. Crazy. Uh, trust me, it's, yep. it's a very hard, although it seems like a huge windfall, it's a very difficult industry to get <laughs> to get your oh, to yeah, get your feet wet in, I uh, I can speak from experience as evidenced from recording from my parents' garage. Trying to get in the app game. Well, that's what the whole floral data yeah. business plan was. It was a it was a business to business digital solution, but it was an app. You went on the app store. As a matter of fact, if you go on the app store now, you can uh, you can you can download it. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, but in order to unlock all of the bells and whistles, you needed to like buy the subscription or pay for the premium or whatever it was. Yeah. So that uh, you know, that's what the what the grand master plan was. That was my that was my exit strategy from the ticket industry. 
and the uh, felons and felonious pursuits that I was involved in. <laughs> but it, it never got uh, it never got its traction, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a common story, I'm sure. Uh, what else we got? What else do I got? Um, we got a new athletic director since. Maybe we can still occasionally talk about Syracuse stuff. We can still occasionally. A couple Syracuse things. Um, we do get a new athletic director. He is the uh, former athletic director of Boise State, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so you know so what his first big move was? Was to install orange turf. No, no, no. Bigger than that. Bigger than orange? Nothing's bigger than orange turf. Uh, his first big move was uh i don't know what today he officially they officially announced that mike hopkins will be the coach in waiting oh okay i saw that they said that before but there was no actual formal uh announcement it was just you know conjecture like mike hopkins still had the right to walk away and go wherever he wanted if another job opened up you know and it was one of those things like well Beheim says he's retiring in three years, but is he really? But that was basically his first big thing was taking care of that. You know? Well, I think that's a great move because it, it for once and once and for all, puts you know uh, an end to the rumors or, or the the conjecture and the speculation that you know that yeah, it stabilizes recruiting. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's kind of a a, a little fu to the Daryl Gross administration saying, listen, I'm coming in. I have every right as the new AD to clean house and to make things right around here. Yep. There's a new sheriff in town. But I've looked things over, and I'm convinced that the people that are in place right now were not in the wrong and that the overwhelming majority of the issues came at the hands of somebody else besides in the basketball uh, context, somebody else besides Jim Beheim and his staff. So um, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's a good deal. He could have come in and, you know, I mean, there would have been uproar if if he had made changes. I think there would have been some whisperings if he just kind of let the situation, uh, you know, just kind of float along without any definitive input. But he came in and said, boom, guess what? This is how it's going to be around here. Yep, and he's he's gonna have to resolve the forty four problem. You know all about that bullshit. Yeah, I, I, we haven't talked about that, have we? I don't believe so. What? So, what gets me annoyed is you know um, my feelings on sports talk radio, and um, there was uh, a huge fervor in New York market on bringing the. Uh, forty four back and and you know, and the disrespect and the and the um, the tainting of the legacy by unretiring that number. But, but the, yes, I I don't think the number should have ever been retired. Yeah, that's another fucking Daryl Gross problem. And for people who don't who people who comment otherwise, I just don't think underst- I don't think they understand it. I think forty four. Is a legacy. Yeah. Meaning. Apparently Jim Brown was a bit offended by it. That they retired it? That they unretired it. And the issue was, 
which is another common Syracuse fuck-up, which is another reason I think they hired this guy. Think about all the times they fucked up in the past few years. Like, you remember they put up the trophy of Ernie Davis, they had all kinds of Nike marks on it? Yes. A company that was friggin' at least 10 years away from existence when when he played there. Right, right. Uh, then they had the thing where they spelt Roosevelt Bowie's name wrong on the jersey. You know, like, they all they commonly fuck up the athletic department, you know, like, which seems to be a symptom of poor communication, you know? Well, it turned out, like, Floyd Little was like, oh, well, uh, they asked if Jim Brown had a blessing. He said he wasn't going to have a problem with it. Well, you know what it consisted of? Floyd Little making a phone call to Jim Brown. Like, why didn't, you know, while he was on the golf course or whatever, why didn't they have, like, you know... Wherever, maybe somebody fly down to wherever Jim Brown is or fly him up, you know, and talk about it. You know, somebody who's that big of a deal. Yeah. Involved in that issue. Like, do more than have, hey, Floyd, why don't you give Jim a call, you know? Right. And 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 this this is easily, this is easily solvable because you have the, the, uh, the majority of the f- legends of 44 still alive and still have a voice that people want to hear. Jim Brown talks. People listen to Jim Brown. Yes. So why not? I mean, he's where it started, you know? So there's so many solutions to this problem. Number one, uh, do something like uh, Mississippi does. Give 44 to a, a coach chosen or a team chosen captain or leader or academic all-American or some type of standard that you want to set. And every yeah. year, somebody gets to have that number bestowed upon them. Yep. Because the big concern now is, well, there's been a, a line of busts, you know, yeah, toward I mean, the latter years. Yeah, been a really good 44 in 40 years. Right. So I I understand you want to take it out of the traditional circulation. You want to make it something of a special honor. I think that would yeah, be something awesome. something you need to attain. Yeah. Something cuz I think that would honor the number, that would honor the legacy, that would number that would honor the 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 individuals who wore it. Conversely, go the other direction. You want to make it a recruiting tool, you want to make a recruiting piece like it used to be. That's cool. But you let the existing living 44 legends make that recruiting call or, you know, or uh, on signing day, deliver that jersey to that student or, you know, in a preseason press conference, whatever it is, they make enough they make a big enough deal about National Signing Day that it wouldn't hurt. To add one extra layer on it, this way those guys are involved. Those guys yeah. have a say in what's going on, and like, I'm pretty sure that having Jim Brown involved in the process isn't going to hurt the process. Yeah. Down the road, is Jim Brown going to say something? 
you know, that could be inflammatory. Could he say something, uh, you know, that's uh, a little off color? Is he going to get arrested for uh, domestic assault again? But that's that's yes. Jim Brown, man. That's just, that's what you but deal yeah, with. But all those kids, they've all seen Mars Attacks. They know how great Jim Brown is. <laughs> <laughs> so just nip it in the butt and let's just move on. You know, and if you didn't go to Syracuse, you have no yep. say in this process. I did not. I wasn't a big fan of McNabb coming out right away. The day after they announced that they won retiring, he goes, oh, that's wrong. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't understand what that mattered to him. You know? Yeah. I want to hear what Jim Brown has to say. I want to hear what Floyd Little has to say. Did Zonka wear 44? I don't know if Zonka wore 44. Floyd Little definitely did, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Zonka wore 44. I mean, we could find out real easily. I don't think he did because he said, I think you would have heard about it, you know? And he's alive. I want to say he wore 39. Because you're looking at a picture of that? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally uh, freelancing here. All right, here you go. This is Keith.com. So it's 1954, 11 players have worn the number and earned three. And three earned All-American honors. Jim Brown, Ernie Davis, and Floyd Little. Yes. I think, uh, who is it? Billy Owens' brother, I think, wore 44. Uh, Michael Owens? Uh, yeah, Michael Owens, yep. Yep. Terry Richardson wore 44. Yeah, I remember Conrad got it, but he didn't really do anything. I mean, he he was given to him as a recruiting. Uh, he didn't live. Nobody lived up to it since Floyd Little. Zonka wore 39. Yeah, I know. We do have the delay. I say we're 39 from Syracuse all the way through his pro career. Our delay. This is like the old SNL sketch. The man who was 30 seconds ahead and the guy that was 30 seconds behind. This is miserable. Not only um, not only are we technically inefficient, um, we suck tonight anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we sucked. That's harsh. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we they can't all be uh, winners. No, no. Maybe this is what happens when you do an early evening when the light it, it's still light out, you know. It, this is true. This is true. I um yeah, starting next week uh I uh I can reclaim some studio space. So hopefully um we can eliminate some of these technical issues that have kind of been plaguing us for the studio space in uh, Asbury Park or studio space back at the house. <laughs> whoa, whoa, not so fast. <laughs> One thing at a time, buddy. <laughs> I think you might want to kick those bed bug people out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to uh, fumigate even when I move back in and they're long gone, but. Um, yeah. So that, uh, I, I think that's good news all around for the athletic department. Yeah, they're probably psyched about you reclaiming the studio space, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, what else you got? <laughs> no, I mean, that's all I got. I really don't have that much, I guess. I might be able to give much more, but I don't know. I mean, I was up way earlier than I was supposed to, than I ever am today. Got a, I set my alarm for 6. Normally, my alarm goes off at 7.05. Right. But because I wanted to get in there and get that damn fee petition done, and I knew it was going to take forever... You know, I was like, I just got to get the rest of it done this morning. I was like, I'm getting the office early. You know, 
woke up at five to take a leak and I didn't really get back to sleep. You know, you don't get, you know, you, you, you know, you got to get up in an hour anyway. You don't get that great sleep after that. Yeah. So unsettled. It sucks, but I, I had to get up, you right. know, yeah, it's not like I'm a little kid. I'm just going to pee my pants. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're little, you have the dream about peeing, and you wake up, and you go, oh, no, I'm peeing. Right, right. <laughs> Fortunately, I was never much of a bedwetter, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, that probably ended very young. But I know people that were wet in their beds, like, in the kind of, like, you know, way past the age that you should Right, be. yeah. I wasn't a big bedwetter. Um, even, like, into my, uh, you know, the... Um, uh, drunken shenanigans stages like I was never a, a you know a bedwetter yeah, I never went yeah I mean I can I mean we have one roommate in particular whose initials are AG who was a bedwetter <laughs> when he was drunk <laughs> but that that blew me away because that was the first time I ever knew somebody like that I never knew people did that yeah yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I was like getting so drunk that like because I used to get really drunk you know like blackout drunk like everyone of else course, of you course. know and I, at no point did I ever wet my bed. I mean, I vomited in a bed, <laughs> which is probably even worse because you could die. Yeah, n- like, no, see, I've never even done that. I could always find my way home, and I could always find my way to my bed. But I've never wet my bed drunk, you know? Uh, we, we the, uh, the legacy of 1106 is littered with uh, not only bed wetters, but bed shitters. <laughs> Uh, uh, a couple guys on the fringe a couple guys who aren't necessarily around anymore but uh, had a proclivity for uh, uh, for misplaced bowel movements oh that's gross that is gross well on that note then yeah on the grossest note we possibly could have (laughs) let's put this out of its misery Yes, here's to you, Mark Coyle, the worst episode ever. (laughs) Thanks for listening, Fredo. We promise it'll be better next week. Yeah, don't get down, man. Don't get down. Keep the faith. (laughs) All right, with apologies to Girk's brother. We'll see you guys next week. Good night, Fredo. (laughs) 